0: back to that attack podcast as always i'm your host a stolen lego dragon jay and doing as always my co-host the thief z how are we doing today z pretty good jack how are you doing you know what i'm doing just fine how do you like that uh opener i said i said it was a fun one for me and was pretty good yeah. yeah that's fun well for context listeners <laughs> i had a lego st- i had a lego dragon in my house <laughs> and zach stole it from me from my home and i look at <laughs> it every day well, yes yeah, so forever it's out of reach it's here in my home now now, now, you've really, you've put me, now listen, you've really, you've really caught me off guard here. That's what I love to do. There's something I love more than catching you off guard. I feel the need to defend myself here in front of everyone. I, I, I'll allow it. I've told you before that you can take it back if you wish. No, no. <laughs> and this is what I get. But it then, taken fa- it's taken fair and square. I was, <laughs> then he brings it up all the time. Still. <laughs> you see, you see, you understand my, it's the duality of man. <laughs> is it? Yeah. We overuse that one a little, Jack. I think overusing it, I think, is the fucking brand of our show. How often (laughs) do we we say classically? um, Excellent. uh, Excellent, we say that a lot. Um, Duality of man. That's what we're all about. He (laughs) who strikes first strikes best. (laughs) There's one thing you can count on around here. Nonsense. All right, Jack. Continuation this week of our watching Oscar movies thing. The thing that we're doing here. uh, You know, the segment where we watch Oscar movies. (laughs) We watched a second one. This week, we watched The Power of the Dog. By Jane Conroy, <laughs> were you just totally guessing there or what? Well, her first name is Jane. Okay. The director's first name is Jane. I know that for a fact. You're certain of that? And it starts. Her last name starts with a C, and I believe it's C O L, which is not what I said. It Stay is... on my Jane Campion. Campion. That was close. That was close. Yeah, I think it's Campion. Yeah. Um, starring yeah. Bennett Coverbatch and some others and friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I couldn't remember all their names. You want Jesse something? You don't know Jesse Plemons? I do know Jesse Plemons. He was in uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and he played the exact same sure. character he played now. He's in a lot of movies. He is in a lot of movies. My mom saw him and went, wow, he looks old. He's in Breaking Bad, I would say. is like his was like his breakout, probably, right? And then Hi. he's in the Breaking Bad sequel film, obviously. Right. Oh, right. Camino, whatever that's called. He's in Fargo season two. Where him and Krista Dunst are also a couple, Kirsten which is kind of neat. He's in. This says he's known for Battleship on IMDb. That's no good. You don't want to. You don't want that. That actually. movie's awful. He's in The Irishman. I didn't know that. Oh, he's he's going to be in, apparently in the next Martin Scorsese movie. Oh yeah, he's in Judas and the Black Messiah. He's the. uh oh. He's the FBI. See a racist white guy. Oh oh yeah. Got to have a racist white guy in these movies. I mean, he's, actually, he's not that. Ra- he's like slightly less racist than the other white guys. So you, you got to give him that. No, oh, he's in a... Vice. He's, in, he's like the narrator for Vice. That's kind of fun. Oh. He's the guy that he's the guy who is, is Dick Cheney's heart donor Oh, in Vice. At the end, you're like, how am I? Because of the whole thing, you're like, how is he related? Because like, it's like a bit of a mystery. And at the end, it's like, I'm, I got killed in a car accident, and I was his heart. And I was the heart the whole time. I was the heart the whole time. Look at that. Oh, he's in Hostiles. That's a very good movie. I've not seen that film. <laughs> we didn't even this. We didn't do that. <laughs> the filmography um, of Jesse Plemons. His name is Cody Smith McPhee. What an awful name! That's about. That's awful. It's it's Smith McPhee. It's hyphenated. Oh, yeah. He's in the road. He's the boy in the road. I don't know the road. He's Nightcrawler in a, in X Men Apocalypse. He's you know the road? You know no. the road. Really? No. It's a, it's a it's a horrible upsetting book, and it's a horrible upsetting movie where Viggo Mortensen's and it's the apocalypse, and they can't they don't they're starving. It's like an apocalypse where like. That caused like, a mass, ex- there's, like, no plants can even grow anymore, so food is very, very scarce, and Viggo Martin's like, I got this gun with three bullets, and I got to save those bullets, because at the end, I got to turn the bullet on my boy and the, bull- the bullet on me. Oh, geez. It's one of those kind of worlds, you know? Oh, you gotta no. You got to keep the last bullet for yourself, you know? Oh, God. Okay. It's I, horrible. It's very upsetting. Enough for you. A, a little bit of a West Side Story. I'm going to kill all you and one for me. How you many, how many, chino? Yeah, so, um. Anyway, again, we're digressing. They're all in the movie. You, you've, you know, you know. You know. If you saw it, you know. Spoilers, I guess, are part of the dog. It's based on a book. Is it? You know, that makes sense. This is very much a based-in-the-book movie. Yeah, it is. Because there's a lot of standing around doing nothing. Kind of, yeah. In a very real sense, there is a lot of that. There's a lot of, what's the plot? Now, I thought my experience of this movie would have been hindered because I watched it on an airplane coming home. <laughs> um, but really, I don't think I've missed that much. Because there's not a lot of dialogue or music cue. It's just a lot of people going, walking around, staying in a ranch. This movie's not very good. Um, yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's not fair to say that it's not very good, but we didn't like it very much. No, not really. Which I think are different things, maybe. I think we can definitely recognize that it was competently made. Yeah, There. Are, I, I think from a story standpoint, it's not very good. Because it's you know, well shot, yeah. a lot of nice shots. and. I mean, the story works, ideas. but maybe the presentation. It's like, okay, here's the thing. Maybe this is going to make me sound like a, a bumpkin, dumbass, right? But, you know, I'm willing to do that for, for, for everyone on the show here. For entertainment. I think that Oscar movies, in general, and when I say Oscar movies, here's the thing. We all know what I'm talking about, right? Oscar That's paid. not strictly a thing, but, like, it's a thing, right? We all know these, these kind of movies. I, I think there can be, like, in a... They kind of go out of their way to be a little bit, um, I don't know, like, almost abstract at times. We don't really need to be for mm-hmm. this, like... Because there's something to that whole, like, oh, you kind of got to piece it together yourself that's, like, and, and maybe there is something to that, like, okay, maybe not spoon feeding your audience everything is sometimes a good thing, but it, it feels like sometimes they're just doing it for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of that. Like, it's all, like, it's, you know, there's a lot of in-between-the-lines kind of shit here, and it's, like, it's just a scene, and we're meant to extrapolate a lot from these scenes and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. Like, again, it's not, it's not horrible, but it doesn't make for a super entertaining film, I would argue, and like I don't know, uh, people clearly disagree because it's getting a lot of buzz. It's got the most nominations ever for a female director, which is, I mean, that's good for her and all. Yeah, but, good for her. And I've seen a lot. I watched. I looked up a lot of reviews after I watched it because I was like, does Does anyone agree with me even a little? And everyone's like, no, nah, it's like a fucking masterpiece of modern filmmaking and all this and that. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's just me. And like I can accept that. Like I don't know. At the end of the day, like we try to we try to pretend like we're all cultured and shit, but I guess we do mostly just watch superhero movies. So like. I'm not gonna get too uppity about it, you know. I'm not gonna get too. Uh, I'm not gonna toot my own horn too much about this. Like, it, I, I can accept that uh, maybe we're the minority here, and and other others disagree, and that there's a reason that like this is doing well is that people like it. Um, but like again, there, there's a lot of like, like I said, I, I think there's we we all know the kind of Oscar bait type of movies. Yeah, and they really are like they're trying too hard almost, and I think that's to the be like can all accept fancy and abstract. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I feel like we're, uh, I feel like we kind of try to do other movies on the show and be like, well, we did The Green Knight. We did The Last Duel. But, like, really look at what we talk about. It's mostly just Marvel, Star Wars bullshit. So we're not really, like, we don't take film classes. We're not watching, we're not yeah. studying Citizen Kane frame by frame. That's true. But, we like, don't have much, we don't have much to say, like, about actual filmmaking tech stuff. We're not like, well, that was a pretty But again, I mean, we did enjoy The Last Duel, right? We did. enjoyed. French Dispatch, yeah, yeah, we like the French Dispatch immensely. I probably watch it again it's an HBO Max. But then we didn't really like House of Gucci. That like, was, but I that mean. movie didn't wasn't as well received either, though. To no. be fair, we liked last night in Soho. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't really like Green which also was pretty well received. Yeah. So I mean, it's a mixed bag. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like not. Here's the thing: I feel like there is a movie in there that is interesting and is good. Mainly what I'm talking about is the interactions between Peter and Phil. Like, that story is interesting, and I liked all that, like, of them bonding and stuff, and them Mm -hmm. talking to each other. Like, that stuff is interesting, and I enjoyed that part. All the other stuff of George mumbling around and Rose drinking all the time. I was like, well, I don't... That's not interesting to me. Like, I don't care about that. Like, why would you... Like, I feel like the movie just shifts halfway through. Like it starts with Gregory and Rose trying to live together with Phil, and then it just shifts to Phil and Peter, and then Gregory's barely in it. Who? Gregory or George? I'm sorry, I said Gregory. It's okay. George. I'm sorry. No, I kind of agree. Like I, I do see what you mean. Like George and what's your R- name? Yeah, Rose. Rose don't have much of a complete kind of story to them I mean, I guess they, I guess we understand that like they get a complete story in the sunset at the end. I guess they get to live happily ever after. But that's kind of the that's kind of the extent of it, right? Mm-hmm. They don't do much throughout that like get. Gets them anywhere, right? They're not... They're kind of just along for the ride, ultimately. Like, they're not active in the story for a lot of it. Yeah. They get... Like, they just get married off screen. Like, they meet... Yeah, and, and they get married whole and then... relationship happens. Yeah. And then she's having a bad time and then it just kind of... Maybe that's life, Jack. Maybe sometimes things get resolved off screen, you know? <laughs> yeah. But again, I guess if it's, like, real life... But this is a story, you know? It's one of those things no, where it's I, like... No, I'm, I'm just... Joking. Yeah, I know. You're just, like, being facetious about it. But it's, I feel like that's a lot of, like... Some people say that about these kind of movies, like, well, that's real life. It's like, yeah, but I think we talked about the show at least this month or within the last four episodes. It's just like, well, it's a movie. I'm yes. not supposed to be reminded of real life. I'm supposed to, It's everything has to be heightened or it's, why would I fucking bother? Yeah, to some extent. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do that to take to be like ah yeah we we made it bad on purpose because of reali- reality. It's like well no, just make it an interesting story because it is a story. Yeah, it's meant to entertain. Like, obviously reality is, you know, realism is something to strive for, but it's not um an ends unto itself mm-hmm. in storytelling like that does not a film make. Yeah, exactly. But I mean it's, I don't think that's a necessarily a massive problem with this one in particular, but I will say like it's not that long of a movie compared to some other shit we watch. But it definitely feels pretty drawn out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of just, like, walking around and not talking. There's hardly any really music sometimes. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. there's just scenes where there's not really, like, background music. So there's just kind of... And nobody's talking, or there's one character in a room. There's nothing going on. Um, the Like, I don't know. The character of Gregory just doesn't talk. George, George. I keep doing where'd that. You, where are you getting Gregory from? I don't know where I'm getting Gregory from. <laughs> George, uh, yeah, like, he, like, he doesn't do much. He doesn't talk, he doesn't do much. He just kind of like, he's just like, like, Phil talks to him and he'll go, Yep, well, I'm going to bed now. Well, what's going on? Um, it's just, just no good. Yeah, so like, okay, so definitely, yeah, uh, Phil and Peter are like the, I would say the, especially, yeah, towards the back half are like the bigger characters going on, right? They got the more stuff to do. I guess we could say for everyone, like, the performances are good, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Benedict Cumberbatch as well. I'm not going to lie. This movie, more than anything else, I've seen him in, Benedict Cumberbatch's accent takes me out of it a little. i got to say. Um, His low, grovelly voice. Yeah, that thing, the thing he does with, like, the vocal fry, which we, I've said before, like, Hugh Laurie does the same thing in, like, House. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, that's, like, some kind of technique, version, something that, like, some British actors do when they're doing American accents. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from, but, like, clearly, it's... Because it, it's so similar. It really is, like... Not not their their voices are exactly the same, but like the Hugh Laurie thing, and then like even even Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, there's a very similar thing going on there. I don't know what it's about, but yeah, it takes it. I think it's more noticeable in this one because he's talking a lot, right? He's in the movie a lot, and he's also doing like an old Westy kind of accent mm-hmm. thing, which and it doesn't. I don't think it works super well, but I mean, he's he's good acting. He's, he does a lot of yelling and shit in this movie. I think he's an interesting character. Um, yeah, I think this idea of this guy who's like this he's like a genius right like they say he like graduated whatever top of his class at yale and all this but then he also decides to become a rancher i do think that's like a fascinating dichotomy kind of it's it's an interesting story yeah um they don't i mean they don't do much with with it it. specifically as much as you just know in the background that he's just he's very smart Mm. and i would say that sylvia play because the way he's he sometimes is manipulative and some of the specific things he does to terrorize uh rose and are it's you know calculated it's pretty well thought out yeah so it definitely kind of shines through mm. i think i don't know i don't, I don't know i don't know much to say jack to be totally honest peter's interesting as a character too he kills that rabbit yeah so like, that's it i like this whole idea that and we get a little hint of it and obviously by the end you're like oh okay maybe there's more of this kitten going on but i really i did enjoy that conversation that he the two of them had out in the down the you know Whatever there. By the fence. By the fence there. And he was like, Yeah, my dad thought I wasn't nice enough that I was like cold and you want to remind me to be like a nice and then at first Phil's like, ah, well he was dead wrong. Haha, you're a big pussy boy. Ha ha. Uh-huh. But then like I feel like even in the moment you could see him kinda think on it for a second. He's like, Wait a minute. Maybe this kid is kind of isn't isn't necessarily that Because that like I watched I just watched him snap that rabbit's neck. Pretty easily. He and put like, its head in his <laughs> got him. Yeah, so like there's a weird, there's a bit of like a darkness to him. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, and the way he's how like blase he is about, but like uh, dissecting that rabbit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When, uh, Thomas Mackenzie, who's in this movie randomly, yeah, she's there. Uh Was like, "Can I pet your rabbit?" And he's like, "He's not here." And then she's like, "Holy hell!" And runs out. He's like, "Close the door." That's all he like has to say about it because mm-hmm. it's such a like a a non thing to him. Yeah, I mean, he did catch that rabbit to dissect. To be fair, yeah. Can you really blame him? No, he he didn't. He never said he was keeping it as a pet. No. Uh. He's keeping it to use, which you know, he's killing animals, which is never a good sign. I mean, I mean, if you if you're dissecting those animals, they all die at some point, eh? That's true. He's not just killing them to kill them. Yeah, he's trying to be. It a was doctor. for science. It Was for science. So I guess that's. I don't know. <laughs> some solace. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it is just a rabbit after all. Probably they probably ate it. So did too, he? So so I guess I guess when you brought up how he's like he's as cold, do you think he? gives Phil those strips of anthrax on purpose. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you the same thing. I, I did want to talk about this. So, so, at the, so I don't know. At I the, really don't know. So the end of the movie is that, spoiler alert, is that Phil dies. And now he dies. is brought up a lot in the movie that he always stays away from anthrax because he's very smart and he's like, well, I can't touch... No one touch that or you'll die. And at some point, Peter goes off on his own and finds a cow that died of anthrax. And then he skins it and makes the skin into rawhide strips. And then at the end of the movie... Uh, all, he's trying to make a rope for Peter to like, you know, symbolize their bond out of rawhide. And he has a bunch of hides out that he's going to use, but people think they're just going to he's going to burn them like usual. So Rose gives them all away to spite him and he's really upset about it. And then Peter's like, no, you can just use my rawhide. It's fine. So he works all through the night with this anthrax infected rawhide. So then he ends up getting anthrax infection. I don't know what the word is and dying. Mm Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, Peter has the rope and he's wearing gloves while he's holding it and puts it under his bed and walks away. So at first, I thought he was just sad. But when, but as we were talking about I'm like, did he do that on purpose? Well, I thought he did it on purpose at first, even just. Well, my thing was at the end when it, uh, his mom and George get back and then she's smiling and like happy again. And like, you know, the implication is that now that fucking Phil's dead, she can be like, happy again. Mm-hmm. And then he like turns back to the camera and he smiles for a second. And I was like, okay, I, I think it's one of two things, basically, which I guess that's all it could be. But it's either that he did do it on purpose, or maybe it's just like a, I, and I'm leaning more towards maybe it's a happy little accident. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, it could be, here's the thing. He definitely didn't plan it from the ground up, right? Like, he would have no way of knowing that Rose would have sold, given rid of all his skins on him. Right? I think it's almost as likely that he really did save it for himself because he was going to try to make a rope with it. I do think that's, like, plausible. And, like, I guess it really, yeah, it really depends, like, how how calculating and, and, you know, devious you think the kid is in this. Because I guess it depends if you think his side of their relationship was all fake as well, Mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. Because it seemed, you know, definitely by the end there, Phil actually was, like, creating some kind of relationship with this kid. I mean, whether it's, like, a you know, obviously, I don't know if it's necessarily a truly, like, wholesome (laughs) thing they had going on. But there was something to that. So, I guess the question, yeah, it really comes down to like if any of it was real or if it wasn't. And I think maybe it's a little half and half. I think maybe he was forming something, but like at the same time when he died, he kind of found that to be maybe like a happy accident. Yeah. Because he's like, well, I did kind of like that guy, but I like my mom more. So I'm glad. Well, and it obviously, the thing that also timed me or uh, kind of pushed me over that was at the very end, or in the very beginning of the movie, is a voiceover where he says, I don't remember exactly, but he says something effective like, I'd do anything to make my mom happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, after all, that's, like, what a man does or whatever. So some of that effect, right? Some, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, you know, that obviously very goes pretty well with that. The idea that, like, maybe he killed this guy to make his mom happy. So, I don't know. Like, like I said, it doesn't really work because it would have to be planned out so far ahead. I don't know. Because, like, he, he also, he would have had to, yeah, like I said, he would have had to know that all of the other Rawhide was going to be gone somehow. somehow. Yeah, like, I it just doesn't really work as like an actual plan, but it also could have worked in this in like a spur of the moment thing. But he also, again, he would have had to n- realize that it was poison. And I, I just don't think he did necessarily know to that extent. Yeah, I think he's got gloves on at the end because after, like, he puts two and two together once it's happened. But I would argue that it wasn't intentional. I guess is, is what I'm yeah. going to decide. I'm going to come down on. But again, he was happy like at the. He wasn't upset by it. Basically, is what I think. Mm-hmm. And. I thought from this movie for a second, well, I keep going on, is that, I thought something sexual was going to happen. I was like, are they going to do something Brokeback Mountain kind of thing here? Cause it, oh, I mean, they're definitely implying. It's definitely oh, like, yeah. That Phil is gay. or Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely some, some homoeroticism going on there for 1,000%. I didn't even applaud. He, yeah, he's definitely gay, and he's probably gay with his uh, Bronco Henry there. 100%. Right? Like when he's like, you, you guys were naked in that suit and bag, and he's like, doesn't answer. Between that and like, yeah, just just all of it. Well, also the, the whole scarf scenario. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was pretty cut and dry. I would say so. Yeah, I swear. I mean it's a whole. It's and I don't know why was he rubbing mud in his body. Why was that, that I that part I really I don't know what that was about. And like I was watching that plan. I was like I gotta why between on my that and then like there's the, they have the whole argument where he's like you should wash up if you're gonna come to fancy dinner with us, and he's like don't I know I like being dirty. I like it. Or whatever his voice is. His weird vocally fry voice. Yeah. It's like, I don't... So, I don't know what that's about. That seems to be, like, a whole different thing. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know if that's re- correlated in somehow, but this whole, like, if he likes being dirty. I don't... I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Like I said, it's this type of movie where it's, like, all in the background. You're supposed to put two and two together, but it's, like... I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to... Because, g- like, I think you could make a good argument that, like, the re- the whole reason he doesn't like Rose too much, so much... Is because he is very possessive of his brother, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I think you could almost make the argument that there's something, like, almost sexual about their relationship there. even though they're brothers. But, like, they slept in the bed. Or, well, they didn't sleep in the same bed. Well, they did at, at one point. But, like, well, that's true. they're sharing that the little room with the two beds and, like, the whole thing. And, and clearly, he, you know, I think the well, the implication is, regardless, I mean, maybe not fully to that extent, but... In whichever way he felt possessive of his brother, and that's why he was upset by her coming in like you know, quote unquote, taking him from him. So I don't know. There's like I said, there's just all these different kind of things going on. It's like I don't I don't know what we're meant to draw from all of them. Yeah. I, Again, maybe it's because I'm too stupid to figure it out, but I I don't know. Yeah. I I just I didn't understand the beginning of the movie before they even meet Rose. He's just really mean to his brother. Like yeah, he's just really antagonistic. He's just a dick, and his brother just doesn't really talk. Yeah, he's just a like a shit person generally. Yeah, it's just, and then there's a there's a bunch of random scenes that I don't know why they're in there. Why does it show him? Like, is, I, I probably him castrating that bull without gloves is a metaphor for something. Him rubbing mud in his body and then jumping in the water That must be a metaphor for something. Like I, it would just be not really that smart. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like I said, I really, I genuinely do feel, and maybe this is just my way to cope for being an idiot. <laughs> but I really do feel like sometimes with these movies, there there is just like weird, vague shit like that in there, and it's just like, what does this mean? Who could know? Like it, something, probably to, though, right? It's up to Wouldn't your you, like, to know? Yeah, they they make this shit intentionally like abstract and weird so that people can watch it and be like, yeah, it's not symbolism, and I get it. Mm. It's like it's like that the whole joke of like the curtains are blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every little thing in like your book, your English teacher's like, now why do we think the curtains were blue? And it's like he just wanted to describe the room. Like fucking characters don't design the rooms they are in. Based Some their fucking emotions and shit. Yeah, not everything's thematic. Yeah, if everything's a theme, none of it's a theme. That's kind of right. Theme. You highlight a whole book, but if you if you put enough of that shit in your book, then someone can read it and be like, man, this guy knew what he was doing. Wow, the theme. And then you can just sit there and be like, yep. That's what I meant the whole time. It's kind of that. It's that the film. <laughs> it's the same kind of I really I mean, really, to an extent that it is. It's like if we put enough shit if we just throw enough shit at the wall in there, we keep it vague enough, then everyone else will do the work for us of like explaining how how significant this all is. Oh yeah, how very important this all is to our film. Yes, yes, of course, of course. And also like you said, the the name of the is silly. What what's the power of the dog? It's based on a song you see at the end. And it is. That it's taken away from evil. Yeah. yeah evil. The, the Cumber... power of the dog is basically just evil. Yeah. Which is Benedict Cumberbatch. Ba- yeah, I guess he was the power of the dog. So, like, f- Peter has delivered them from the power of the dog from the from the way of the sword or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah. So, I guess that's neat. Why is he evil, though? Because he's mean and gay, maybe? He's gay and evil, but, like, why? I mean, he, I will get why he's gay because he's gay, whatever. Get on him. But <laughs> why is he evil? Like, is this, he's just kind of, like, mean. He's just, He's just horrible. But he's a genius. The tor- genius has got to be you. Balance it out. The genius has got to be evil. Just like that's that's like it's like us, Jack. We're so very smart and have such good takes, but we just can't take everyone else and their bad takes because no. they're not as smart as us. I, we go. Mm, I don't think. I, I don't think that Batman's quite the best film ever. <laughs> no. You got more to say about this? Let's talk about that Sam Elliott quote. I can pull it up. Sam uh, Elliott had a ahead. quote says, "What the fuck does this woman from down there know about the American West? Why the fuck did she shoot this movie in New Zealand and call it Montana? And to say that." And say this is the way it is. That fucking rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> there's there's more of that quote where he's like uh, about uh, being gay. That's what all these fucking cowboys in the movie looked like. They're running around in chaps and no shirts. They're all they're all these illusions of homosexuality throughout the movie. Where's the western in this western? I did I did personally have that thought. I'm not gonna, so I I don't know about you, Jack. I didn't know almost anything about this movie before we watched it. I was just like, sure, I'll watch this, and I knew it was like Western-y, but I thought it was gonna be like a. Um, cool western with like guns if i'm being 100% honest with you <laughs> with you it so when we got here i was and after i was i had the same kind of thought it's like the yeah the setting is more or less inconsequential to the Overall thematically it's not a western at all No, nope. like it's just not like it doesn't do any of the things that the genre does really um it just happens to take place there like I thought it, it was just it's like a it's just like a psychological drama western. I'm like, well, so it's just a psych- psychological drama that vaguely takes place in the in the west. In the west in 1925. It's so late. Like it's late to be a western, right? 1925. They got not, cars and stuff. Yeah, that's not classically like western times anymore. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like I guess they're talking. Uh, I'm just I was trying to find out if, if anyone else is a good reason for the rubbing mud on him. I th- basically the consensus seems to be that it's all about uh all about like. The reason he's such a dick is he he's like, he's like a toxic, it's like a whole toxic masculinity going on. That's right? what I saw. Which Let's makes see. sense. Like, so he's like, oh, I'm dirty because men don't need to be clean. I'm dirty and, and I like it. And I'm this and I'm, you know, I'll make fun of you and I'll slap women. Yeah. I'll make fun of boys for being gay. I'll play the banjo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real good at the banjo. Like, I'm better than women at playing mu- instruments. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll play the song that she's playing, but better to, to intimidate nah, her. Nah, I mean, the more I'm talking through it, is, it just kind of makes sense, right? Because he's, like, he's, like, a dickhead, toxic masculine guy, so he also, like, women aren't good enough either, and this and that. I mean, it, it kind of checks out, but, like... And, like, clearly, this this teacher they had, this Bronco Henry guy, was, like, instilling that in him, which is, like, kind of an interesting dichotomy, because he was, like, literally gay, but then he also had this whole, like, you gotta be a manly man, and fucking all this. Yeah, don't trust women, and all this nonsense. Which is, you know, interesting. Yeah, women just want to take your money, and... And you got to be dirty and smelly and fuck high society. So, I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, it's all, like you said, there's interesting stuff there. There's some kind of movie here, but ultimately, it's not very. It wasn't the movie they showed me. It's very engaging. I don't know. Like, and maybe yeah. that's not a good criticism, but it's just kind of how we felt. It's kind of how we felt. Yeah. It's just like, I, by the end, I, I was really, the back half, I was like, can we just get this on going? Like, maybe that's me because I expected there to be guns and shootouts, but it's a little, little bit of Butch Cast and the Sundance Kid kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Cassidy, a little bit of like hostiles even like yeah. hostiles. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have not. That's a movie that is like a, va- it's, it's very contemplative, contemplative, whatever. And there's a lot going on there and like, it's got themes and shit. All right. It's got themes, Jack. I love a good theme. They're doing themes and they're doing like messages. Okay. There's like drama to that. But there's also a little shooting, and I'm rootin', tootin', shooting gunfights. No. I mean, be rootin', be tootin', by God, be shootin'. Most of all, be kind. Be kind. <laughs> they are kind. At the end, there's a bit of kind. Christian Bale's like, I've grown as a man, and when we've we we resolve our differences, and I I I weep, Jack. I weep every time I watch that movie. I I truly do. I'm like Christian Bale, you've you've done it. You've 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 done evolved. it. Evolved. You man who only does American accents. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't it host wasn't host for host. us. It, you think it'll man, win Best Picture? Maybe. Fuck! I kind of feel like it will maybe. I like I think uh, I will say compared if if we if we got our you know our two contenders so far. <laughs> what's we got, that story no, we in got this? three? Dune. Which, oh, and that's right. So we have seen Dune and King Richard. Well, we haven't seen. I saw half an hour King Richard. And it's very funny that you didn't you really dislike that we still watching it it's still for Best Picture, I don't think King Richard has any chance to be no. totally. Frank. I mean, I didn't like Dune very much either. Oh uh, yeah, but you're you're more like ironic in how much you hate Dune. You don't actually hate Dune or anything. I I hate people who love Dune. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 neutral on Dune. I hate people who like Dune. Well, so you're right. If we put all four of those up, I still think that this would be the this would be the one more lo- most likely to win an Oscar nowadays. Yeah, 100%. I think West Side Story could, but I think this is a better chance. I've said this before. I don't think I've said it on the show, but I think I have said it to you. It's like back in the day, good movies not no, I'm sorry. critically I mean, acclaimed movies, movie. critically acclaimed movie, but like popular movies is what I meant to say would actually win the Oscar for mm-hmm. Best Picture. Or, or or other shit. Best writer, like all of them, right? Best writer, best screenplay, all the... All the, uh... Best actor. You, you know, most coveted kind of ones. Actual popular movies used to fucking win those. Like, in the 90s and shit, you had, like, Forrest Gump and, like... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if that, I it was one. But they were all in the in the in the I think Pulp Fiction here. There's like four or five movies in that in, in contention with that movie. I don't know. Was it Shawshank beat Pulp Fiction? I think Shawshank beat it. But it's like Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, like three other movies that like are very well known today, like yeah. within the like yeah. public consciousness. And those were movies, but like the thing is those are movies that are popular. And like well done, like critically acclaimed movies that actually in like nowadays it feels like they've they really have, even in the past like ten, twenty years, gotten so much up their own so much more up their own asses about it where they really are just like really sniffing each other's farts <laughs> about how fancy and like how, how highbrow abstract. and abstract they gotta get with it. Mm. So like even though I think Dune and West Side Story are at least as good, I don't feel like nowadays they're the types that would win. I mean, I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, but mm. I feel like, *Pilot*, and I, actually, let's, let's talk about, like actual, like, we said this one is competently made, but, what, do you think technically those other two are better? Because I think they probably are. Like, I would oh, say yeah. that, I think West Side Story is shot much more interestingly, because yeah. all, there's a lot more light used, because like, I, yeah, uh, there's more like of the sunlight, the harsh, yeah, I genuinely like, think the, the directing sun. is better. Yeah, I definitely agree, and then Dune has some pretty great visuals, of the ships and the space and the planets, like that's all pretty incredible. Too bad the, he wrote half a book into a movie, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. No, nah, I agree. Like, I think those are actually, like, more interesting Visually, at least. Visually, and, like. Cinematography-wise. I, I feel like, yeah, there's, again, in the same kind of vein as everything is abstract and, like, the, I feel like they like to do this, like, simplistic, you know, really minimal kind of directing and stuff, and it's like, well, it's all about you, fill it in. It's like, nah. Show me interesting stuff. Yeah. So, I don't think it, I no, I think it probably might win. I think so. Themes and shit. Excuse me. I think so, too. I mean, to be fair, West Side Story does get into some themes, so it has a chance to. It's got political commentary going on, so it might. You can't escape it, but it's got sad. a chance. Don't you know? No media actually has political commentary. There's no messages in Star Wars politically. Get politics out of my Star Wars. I sure. Think. I mean, in the first trilogy, they did fight space Nazis. You mean to, hold on. And then- in Hold the, on. And then the prequels, they, they fought- Hold on. Businesses. Hold on. I'm holding on. Hold on. The Marvel movies are, are starting to feature primarily minorities and or women. Where's the white man? Jack. Jack, this is political correctness gone mad. <laughs> they're giving them- Where will they stop? <laughs> no, get on them. No. Fuck we- those guys. Guy, those guys are the worst. Oh, no. my God. You can have- they're, uh, We're going to talk about those guys because they're probably piss shit and crying about this Miss Marvel trip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so- Here's the thing, dude. I could tack right into it. I could take right into it. So this is trailer trash, trailer cash. We're starting with Miss Marvel. We're not gonna do get right in the trailer first. We're gonna do Zach's Little Point, which is gonna Here's happen the thing right now. If it's if it's political, if it's some kind of political statement to have just like a care a a minority or An a woman Asian man as a star, a then man. that in that's it, right? Yeah. Obviously your film can get into the politics of that, and that's one thing. And then you can argue that is like, you know, why are they getting political? Blah blah blah, whatever. Although again, there's very little there's very few films that aren't Don't have some politics to them, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's usually how, because that's our story. story. Yeah, like, well, because here's the thing almost everything is a political issue at this point, so it's hard to make a point that isn't fucking political. That's true. Regardless. But when people say that, they mostly just mean shit that they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, here's the thing if it's some kind of political statement to just have Miss Marvel be the star of a thing, or have Sean Chi, or yeah, Brie Larson even, then it's also inherently political to have a movie that's just a white guy. Yeah. But that's... We all... No one says that because they just think, oh, that's the norm. Anything else is the political... thing. Yeah. You're being fucking goofy. You're being an absolute fucking goober about this, man. Get out of here. Or like that guy. We talked about him before. That Twitter post where he's... His least favorite Marvel characters and they're oh, just, just the women. women. It's all just the women. Dude, and because they're I'm women. I'm 90% sure that guy's just a, a troll. troll. But I so. hope so. But there's definitely people who are like, this guy's actually onto something. I don't like Brie Larson. Captain... I, that was the weirdest fucking thing I remember. It's gonna top, you know, it's Marvel related. It's Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel shenanigans. Yeah. When Captain Marvel came out, I remember there are so many, almost every single YouTuber who covered like comic book bullshit was just like, Captain Marvel was disappointing. I was let down. First one I was let down and I watched it. I was like, what were you let down about? It's just, it's, fine. Sh- it's just like an origin Marvel movie. Yeah. Sure, they're not like the best. The worst part about the Captain Marvel movie is the fact that they like make his Samuel Jackson's uh, Nick Fury's eye get scratched up by that cat monster, which I, I think honestly is couldn't weird. care less. I like, never, I could not believe that people were like that's that is still a big thing people bring up as like a a point against that movie. Who cares? I feel like that's a weird thing with Winter Soldier, but like I mean, I don't care about who it gives when a I shit. watch Winter Soldier. I'm not like well, as a joke, I'm like well, ha, if Captain Marvel, it's a cat, but like who cares? It who cares. The yeah, bo- the movie's just fine. The scrolls are funny. It does a little neat twist where the scrolls aren't the bad guys. Also, that's, that's the type of shit Sam, like Nick Fury, would just say. That's true. Yeah. Last he, time I trust somebody, I lost an eye. And then because he's a spy, because he would just lie about the like, whole just He would just the whole say that for effect. about him lying to Captain America. Yeah, he would just say that for effect. Like it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Got to keep both eyes open. Okay. So Miss Marvel here. What do you think, Jack? I liked it. I think this is gonna be a fun show. I like. I think I said it before. I really think Marvel is doing a lot of good things about being going a lot of new directions with Phase 4. And I think that's really good from a marketing standpoint and from a creative standpoint because getting a lot of new ideas. I definitely agree, Jack. I would say this is this one definitely seems to be doing some totally unique stuff. And, I, and we say this. Maybe it'll come out and we'll be like, man, this is kind of run of the mill. But based on the trailer, at based least, on the trailer, at least, it does seem like they're definitely leaning a little. Ultimately, it's going to be a Marvel thing. Don't get me wrong. Right, yeah, I'm not saying it's, like, it's going to be a gritty character study. And, like, we always say, I think we have kind of touched on this before, but, like, most of the Marvel things are more or less, you know, superhero film with a different kind of tint to it. Mm -hmm. Superhero thing with a different kind of tint. It's all the same base with a different flavor. Yeah, like, this isn't going to really actually reinvent the wheel, wheel, but it definitely seems like this one, they're going for, like, a teen coming-of-age kind of slant to it. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's fun and different and new and why not? Yeah. I would say, like, I definitely got the vibes at point where I'm like, yeah, I don't know, maybe this isn't really for us kind of thing. Yeah, I I, I definitely can get that vibe. Which makes sense. Like, that's what the Miss Marvel comic is. And, and we said this at earlier points when we've talked about this show, is, like, as a character, she is not really designed for us to begin with. So, yeah. like, it, it definitely follows that this show is appealing to that same kind of demographic audience, which is good. Young adult, adult women, so women and and minority, yeah. Women, women, women. So good on him, but good on him. I definitely was like, ah, this definitely probably isn't necessarily you know my you know perfect Marvel show, right? That's Moon Knight. That might be Moon Knight. We'll see. We'll see how dirty they do my boy. <sighs> oh, damn, you yeah, got no faith. But um, <laughs> he's too British. Why does he have the silly British voice? It's really bothering me. I think uh, just make him be a cool mercenary. That's he's what he's got to be a cool mercenary. I know. Okay. That's not not off topic. So, but yeah. But all that aside, I do think it looks good at what it's trying to do. Again, and maybe it won't blow me away, but like I don't think it'll be bad. It not, nothing in this suggesting to me it's going to be poorly done or anything. So no, not at all. One thing I will say about her powers is she gets them from a wristband, which I'm interested about that she finds in an attic. Yeah, this is a we got the first look. We we had read those rumor leaks a while back that it was going to be constructions. Yeah, yeah, like um, cosmic. A Green Lantern. Green Lantern style sort of constructs, which, the more I think about it, really does sort of make sense for her, right? It's kind of a version of her powers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, instead of of actually stretching out her hand to make a big hand fist thing or whatever, right? She just does. She'll just make a construct of, like, a big hand, which is, like, what Green Lantern does anyways. So, I really don't mind. And I really do kind of get it, especially if they want to, like, again, we've said this before, but just to reiterate. If or when when they get around to bringing in Mr. Fantastic, well, not even if we know they're in the movie. So when they get around to doing Mr. Fantastic, I think it does kind of make sense that they would want to only have one stretchy guy. stretchy person in the universe. And like maybe it's kind of, it does feel kind of lame to be like, well, Miss Marvel's first. Why couldn't they give it to her anyways? But I don't feel like that's nearly as defining of a trait of hers as Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. And I and I said this before on the show, but I've always felt that it was strange that that is the direction she went. That like the Miss Marvel successor is. Just like a stretchy girl power? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that's about. I, I always thought it was kind of strange, so... Yeah, and we and we talked about it before, I think. <clears throat> we talked about it kind of like she's going to be in uh, Captain Marvel 2. The Marvels, is that what it's called? Is that yeah, it's, yeah, the Marvels. The Marvels. Uh, so it, it'd be kind of weird if, like we said, if Captain, America, uh, Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau are flying around absorbing and looking at energy and she's like, look at me, guys. I can stretch across the room and open the fridge and get a soda. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> How, what what is she going to do in that movie but obviously if she has cosmic powers it will make sense i think i have a feeling she's not going to need the bracelet after this show i feel like they're going to just give her the powers yeah and I, intrinsically... I agree i think there has to be something more to that than just also by the way i said this to you earlier you, you didn't hear of it but i think the bracelets are the nega bands which is a thing from the comics that captain marvel had rick jones had at a point miss marvel had them, marvel boy star lord Photon. they've they've made the round so it's yeah. like it's it's a, it's a captain marvel type Weapon. Free thing yeah um, and they give you like it says the uh transforming mental energy into physical energy they were able to give the wearer fabulous powers so yeah captain marvel had them as in like the original captain marvel marvel um, and then this says hank pym had them and eyeless blah, blah blah so yeah miss marvel had them at one point and everything so this says the ore were repurposed by hulkling into wedding bands for him and his husband wiccan that's nice so they're they're wedding bands right now that's where they went Oh, because yeah, Hulk because Hulkling's the the king of his the three and the he's scroll. He's Miss Marvel's son or Captain Marvel's son, rather. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, I think that's what those are. I don't know why they're in her attic or whatever. Or I mean, it's it's a, some you know it's some version of those. I would say. Yeah. But yeah, I do like like we've said. I think that makes more sense if you're going to make her a cosmic type character fit in with Captain Marvel and Photon and them. Um, cool. Good. I will. Say, okay, here's a question for you. Okay. okay. Lay it on me. What do you think about the idea that she? is like a miss or Mar- er, a captain marvel fan here and that she's got all this merch and everything she does the whole thing because i think it works a lot it does not work nearly as well as it does in the comic um that like the universe that they've established so far in the mcu captain marvel should be like um, one of the lowest profile superheroes yeah i i i would definitely agree she's she's she, not really she's a space presence all the time yeah She's not really a presence like she is in the comics, right? Where she's always around doing stuff. So. She just isn't. She's, she's hardly ever around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She it might, maybe after the, we don't, well, I don't know. Because... She made a one very non-public appearance in the 90s. And then? And then one very, sh- shouldn't have really been, like, publicly known appearance at the Battle of Earth. And that's it. Like, the public should, the general public should not be, like, know about her and beef dance her or something. Unless, I mean, maybe we can see, we'll see something in this show about, like, some other things she did on Earth. I yeah. think she is in it at at some point, right? Yeah, she just showed up eventually. If if, if only at the very end or something, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure I totally feel, but I don't think it, I really just don't think it works as well, to be totally honest. I mean, it's not make or break for the show, but. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's one of those things it could, where it could be just in like the five years, you know. because yeah, we don't know like where I said, that it does. We could sh- be shown that. Yeah, it's one. Ultimately, it's one of those things where it's just a, it's just an, an unfortunate like side effect of trying to adapt comics over. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's hard to cram so much to even. you mean, the MCU obviously does a better job than anything else, but even it's going to have the struggles of trying to adapt. You know, decades of, of comic material into. into- films yeah and and films and shows like this it's been going for a while but it's not going for that long so like there's just nothing to you just can't convey that and like they like we i've said many times like there's it's so much harder to do in like between with with tvs and movies and as with comics because i always say comics you're cranking out so many issues you know however many issues every single week you know every month of the year whereas there isn't that like there isn't nearly as many episodes and, and, and iterations in the MCU. So it's hard to like have all these concurrent stories overlapping and and building up quite so much history as you do in the comics. So it, you know, it it is what it is. I don't think, like I, said, I don't think it's make or break, but it's just interesting to kind of talk about. Yeah, I agree. Uh we don't get much of like a inkling of the villains yeah, are Yeah, what the conflict or the villains really are going to be. Yeah, I th- we only kind of get like maybe the character conflict of Miss Marvel in particular, like how what she's going to go through as a character throughout the uh, story. Yeah, I think but not, like, any, like, outward environmental threats. I think it might be those people in the black vans who pull up to that build random building. I think probably their It would make sense villain that, she, group. Yeah, yeah, that she's not dealing with some massive, like, super villain. That she's dealing with more low-grade, like, it's the FBI coming to shut her down. It's or the really. Foot clan. Yeah. Probably not the Foot Clan. Yeah. I just picked the random organization. You mean the hand. The foot or the yeah. Teenage Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I just, I just thought of the, that was the first. No, the I don't know. I think the hand would probably kill her. <laughs> Yeah, they probably would they are ninjas the hand from like daredevil are pretty scary they're assassins and she's i mean she's good and all but she's still just a girl and they're trained assassins i mean yeah, the the first volume i think of well uh, the first like miss marvel comic ever because she's such a recent character that one from 2013 or whatever it is i'm pretty sure a big part of that is just her like a yeah, uh, self-growth kind of thing of like learning to it, it is very much like a uh coming of age kind of story where she like learns you know to love herself and accept herself how she is and all that and nice stuff so i think that could just be part of it, it could be a more focused like character thing i'm just like hey I'm, i am gotta figure out how to be me and how to how to make this all work and yeah obviously she's she, you know as we can see in this trail she's got like all these conflicting like priorities and stuff and you know so he's daydreaming yeah she's dealing with school and boys and her religion and now she's trying to be a superhero, and it's like it, it. You know, there's enough. There's enough to work with there, probably, that you could make a, a pretty oh. compelling show. about Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. So, what do you think was trailer trash about this? Oh, her costume that she makes. Her costume, costume, costume is pretty trailer trash. Yeah, you the first say. what she makes with her dumb little helmet <laughs> and like, good on. I mean, that's obviously intentional, but it is kind of trailer trash looking. Yeah. I would not leave the yeah. house in that. I would be cut dead right. I'd, there. B- I'd I would definitely wear like a like the Daredevil season one kind of outfit, mm-hmm. which is just like. All black with a with a sheet tied around my head. Before I'd run out with like a a, ba- a poorly constructed cosplay of a different superhero. That just doesn't work because if you tie a sheet around it, you can't see all the the stares of horror That's and right. disgust at you. Just put on like a like a domino mat, like just like a the guy from the the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> just a just a sheet with a couple eye holes. Just like anything, I would not I would not go out in a cardboard helmet. That's not going to hold up to any kind of use. No. You'd be better off just wearing it. But a, as of a range. Just wearing some athletic wear. <laughs> yeah, just wear like a, well, it's a a morph suit mask. Just some joggers and a nice hoodie. Get out there and there, Beat up crims. <laughs> it's trailer cash, Jack. Uh trailer cash? Um say your little alarm band. I liked when she was jumping around. That's kinda fun. The platforms. The, making your platforms that you jump into. That's a classic little yeah. move. So that's good. That's pretty trailer cash. Do you think she? This is this is a thing people are very, very bother. There's been a lot of discourse oh, about Jesus. this. So one of one of the things in the comics, actually, that Miss Marvel can do that does distinct distinguish her from, say, your Mister Fantastic, right? Is that she? And although Mister Fantastic can mostly do this, but she has a bigger emphasis on being able to make herself larger, maybe. Right. Whereas like Mister Fantastic ha- can do a lot of stretchiness, but he doesn't Expand. seem to actually add as much volume necessarily or i don't know whatever i mean you can't really use proper fucking science terms here can you but she doesn't do like the necessarily as much of like the massive fists or like the massive legs and stuff but she does she'll do like the big she'll she'll like walk on like stilt legs almost and stuff Mm -hmm. they call it she calls it embiggening um, where she can actually literally just like grow to like, be, like keep her same proportions, but she can just get to like a big like she can do like a like a giant man thing almost. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, Well, this doesn't seem to lend itself to that, right? This this cosmic blasty kind of powers does not seem to really do that. So what do you, what do you think about that here? Do you I think, think she's th- gonna have her embiggingness? I think she could. I think she's gonna make like a big mech suit. Of crystalline. Oh, like energy. a big crystalline. Match yeah, it'd just be hers. Yeah, as yeah like a big projection. Not. Yeah, like actually, that Gundam. Could work. Why not? She's just Gundam. That shit. That's pretty much the same. Yeah, may as well. It's all the same. they both that circle. characters now, Honestly, who cares? <sighs> That's a, you know what? What a great point. I think they. I think they couldn't get away with this for someone much older, but I think because Miss Marvel is such a new character, they can just kind of mold her. Yeah, she's there's not as much. History. She's not as dear to people. I would say she's yeah. not as precious or beloved. All that, so. She, now, I mean, she's beloved, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's very much beloved by a lot of people. I know. But, like, she just doesn't have that 30 years of ingrained history that's that's harder for people to look past. So. Mm-hmm. so this comes out on June 8th. Yes, it does. Right after Moon Knight. And so, based on what I've seen, the next three Marvel shows are going to be Moon Knight, then right into Miss Marvel, and then into She-Hulk. And She-Hulk. See, this is... So I'm mixing around so much, yeah. Because this show was supposed to be last year, but then before Hawkeye, before Hawkeye, but then it's not. And then we thought maybe that we thought Moon Knight and She Hulk were going to be before it, but it's it's so it's it's right in the middle. It's clearly it's clearly next after Moon Knight because obviously we got the trailer before Moon Knight even started here. So. Yeah. So you think it has anything to do? This shifting around has to do with the reshoots. They had to do with the new Miss the new Cat Marvel movie because I heard that they have like massive reshoots, but that can mean anything. I think the reshoots thing is overblown almost every time now because it gets clicks and it's like a, it's like a dramatic. Yeah, it can be like they're rewriting thing. the whole movie. Um, from what I understand, every movie ever has reshoots, especially big productions like this. Yeah. So and, the, and with COVID and stuff. Yeah. So th- I think it's they get a lot more press now than they ever used to because you get somebody like, oh my god, the new the new fucking the big Doctor Strange tentpole movie here is getting reshoots, isn't that crazy? But I don't know. I I really wouldn't. Wouldn't really speculate on that, to be honest, Jack. I couldn't tell you. Could be. Could. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. When is that movie supposed to come out? Next year? I think Mid- it's... Mid next year? I think it's next year because of the shift, but I will look it up right now. Because Wakanda Forever is in November, I think. This year still, right? Yeah. We're so, this year we're supposed to still get Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, February 17th, 2023. Thor. And Black Panther and something else. Nope. That's it. That's it? Yep, we're down to three for this because game. the Marvels were supposed to come on November be, 11. Okay, and they shifted it they shifted it to beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. so let me just see the Black Panther 2 date real quick. It could be. It yeah, Black Panther 2 has now taken its spot at, um, in November 11. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's very. I mean, there's there there has been so much shifting around with Phase 4 because of COVID and everything. Um, it's hard to really know exactly where everything's going to land up, supposed to land or. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like they've. I would say they've almost returned to, like, because it, it, this is kind of like a, you know, it, it's a bit of a reset after the culmination of the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're almost returning to a, a Phase 1 almost state of affairs where things are a little bit more disjointed again before we really, like, tie everything together, building up to some big big moment. Like, we've talked about this before. There's almost, like, these separate little, like pocket little pockets of of where it's like okay these groups this group of stories here they are connected telling their own kind of story but they're also separate from the rest of them still and so on like this kind of kind of fallen there right Mm -hmm. um where yeah like this is going to connect to captain marvel and i guess also it connected to wandavision because photon and everything but well and maybe doctor strange too now that we mentioned it because it it has some kind of captain marvel-esque character in there but whatever it can be anything i don't know I would argue that if I had to guess, I would say this is one that would be a little bit less connected to everything else than some of the other ones. Cause, yeah. She is, she, it is an origin. Ultimately. She's, an origin. Or she's pretty low key. Mm-hmm. So, so I Yeah. Think, and yeah. She's such a small kind of scale right now. And who knows? Maybe in the press tour, she'll be asked about the Young Avengers. Yeah. But it's probably not after Haley Steinfeld pulled that stunt and looked at Kevin Feige. I've <laughs> <laughs> been briefed extensively about this. Oh, like, yeah. Like They've, when uh, They have her parents right now. Like when Owen Wilson said he had a mustache from Morbius, and he got a text <laughs> saying, strike one. <laughs> I really hope that's true. It's very funny. That's it's so true. funny. That a mustache was like, hey, we'll, we'll take a look. That's later. another thing. Is like, if anything, giving her cosmic-y kind of powers maybe powers her up a little, scales her up for the Young venues. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, they don't have hulkling she probably will be the one of the hitters then because they got america chavez who's fucking broken as shit she's got every oh yeah america chavez is kind can of broken f- regardless so. can fly and punch and jump through dimension. oh who knows if they'll give her all her power so see i mean obviously she has her dimension hopping abilities yeah. i assume she can fly maybe mm-hmm. and have super strength if she will just beat the shit out of dr strange with their fists that'd be fun get his ass get his ass yeah she's fighting Simarog. who the fuck is this gargantus Kirk Is, look at it comes with a... Can you see in the She comes with a little gay pride pin. What an awful picture of Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> These are all so awful. These are, like, for everyone's benefit, we're looking at my Lego set of Doctor Strange too. Right that now. doesn't look like Elizabeth Olsen. No, they're like vague, like merchandising characters. They have to, they have to be close enough so they don't have to actually pay for the licensing. Jack, you understand? Uh, so it's, it's a vague approximation of their face. <laughs> they, they told an AI, they <laughs> build, build AI? them. What? They said, get us as close to Elizabeth Holse as you can without getting Going close over enough that we have to pay her. <laughs> we'll give her no more money. We will have all the profits. Alright, Jack. Let's get into our next trailer. Off our rambling. Trailer trash, trailer cash this week. Halo 2. This is the Halo the second Halo trailer for Paramount Paramount Halo. Halo Paramount. And um Ooh, ooh we're so excited for so, this show. Um A what lot of people are saying this one's like way better. Like I've seen a lot of people be like, oh my god, this one blew it out of the water. And you know, and I guess I guess when you start from zero, there's nowhere to go but up. Here's the thing I just can't forgive. They still didn't use any fucking Halo music. Like... What, uh, nope, they never did, did What they? are they doing, bro? Probably the most iconic score in all of, all of maybe gaming history. Or one of them, at least. One of them. It's up there. Like, Skyrim's got a good one all that. But, like, it's up there. It really is in the, it's in the... It's in the Pantheon, and they just didn't use it. They're just yeah. using some stupid slow music again. Slow pop cover. Um... I don't know. We get a lot more like, I will say, we get a lot more CG in this one. We get a lot more like Spartans, sci-fi, scope of this one. Where we're like, okay, this looks like they actually might have spent a few dollars. I don't know. It still doesn't like blow me away as a show though, does it? No, it doesn't blow me away either, I got to say. And a lot of in a you know, for each one of those there's a there's a scene where you're like, yeah, this looks kind of fucking cheap. I'm not even going to cap. Yeah, there seems to be there seems to be <laughs> an increased focus on uh, the one woman from the last trailer who says, I didn't know Spartans could be nice. Yeah. Which seems like the whole show is going to be from her perspective or we're going to follow her. Which, gosh, I, I really think such a mistake of this show is was like, and, and and a big thing that people have been using to like, fans have been trying to use to, to excuse it. Like, hey, guys, like let's not be so harsh. It's like, it's not canon. They're telling their own story. You can't judge it against canon. And we've, we've done this to death before, or, I've had my whole little spiel about adaptations, right? And, like, yes, they don't need to be one-to-one perfect faithful, right? A good adaptation does not necessarily mean a good exact retelling of a story, right? It means, like, capturing the same kind of essence of and it. the spirit. And and adapting it well to the medium so that it works as the medium. Because you can't just adapt a, a game or a book or anything straight to screen and, and have it be perfect. That's not how that works. And I get all that. But I think what you can criticize is that some of the changes that they have made, just seem to be very much for the worse, for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. They're not for the sake of, of adaptation. It's like we talked about with Wheel of Time, right? They're not doing it to make it more adaptable. They're just changing, like, significant kind of story elements. And even the just lore. for the heck of it. And, like, some of, you know, it's these changes great and small. Like, I complained with the first trailer. Like, instead of Blue Team, instead of using Blue Team and the characters, who, I mean, maybe they're not, like, super, they're not, you know, household names or anything. But... To people who have, like, even, like, a passing knowledge of the universe, they are iconic to them, right? Hey, Master Chief's blue team, which is, like, Fred, Linda, and Kelly, and it's, like, his, you know, his teammates there, they're they're mostly iconic. And in this one, they just arbitrarily replace them with Silver Team and three new Spartans. And it's, like, I get that this is a different canon timeline, but, like, just, like, why would you change that? Like, it's yeah. just little silly things like that. And, like, there's this whole, apparently a big focus of this show is going to be r- rumored to be that, like, Master Chief has, doesn't remember... His childhood and, like, the, the Spartan stuff. And I see why they would do that from a storytelling perspective, right? Because then you can have this whole thing of, like, Master Chief slowly remembers his past. And we can see that. And that works for the audience, right? Yeah. So that as the audience, we can see, oh, my gosh, it's Master Chief's past. But, like, that's just a that's just a wrinkle he doesn't need. Mm. Um, And, like, I, while I do get it, and I, I think that the, the morality around the Spartan program is one of the interesting things. Bits of the Halo like story, especially in the expanded material, right? Like the games don't directly deal with that, but a lot of the books really heavily get into that. Is the whole like the nature of of that program and like what is was it justified and all this? So I understand wanting to have that be one of your the focuses of this show, but I don't know if that's the exact way to do it necessarily. Yeah, because I, I feel like we we talked about this before when you read the books, it's like that training kind of in, like kind of instills that mindset into Master Chief where he's like, yeah, when I was a kid. I, I had no purpose. Yeah. I served nothing. But now I'm a weapon to fight the covenant. was like, bro, you were you were an eight year old boy and they he stole was, you from your family. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has his horror. He was like, he's like, I actually don't mind. <laughs> like, I like that they did this because it gave me a, a like a like a real a good purpose. That's like it's good for everyone. Like I'm I'm helping humanity. Before I, I was aimless. I had no goals. I had no purpose. And I'm like. Bro, really, you were you were six. No six year old has goals or purpose. Yeah, you were stolen from your family. You don't. You You're didn't barely know what a you person. Yeah. yeah, it's fucked. And like that, that again, that is fascinating to me. It's like the halo the Spartan threes are even worse. Like they're up to some some horrible stuff. And and it's it's it does have some very interesting like sci fi implications, right? Because sci fi loves loves you know the whole like what is the morality around this technology, right? Like have we gone too far, kind of thing, right? That, that's mm-hmm. that's like the whole thing of sci fi is like you know the whole you know we we didn't we asked if we could we didn't ask if we should, should kind of yeah. thing. and you know there's the added wrinkle that in halo right the spartans master Chief specifically literally saves all of humankind right so it adds this wrinkle of like yeah we can we can wax philosophical all day about like was it the right thing to do or not but the objective truth is that without him the all of humanity would be dead and it wouldn't matter so like you know yes was the was the horrible like like atrocities that we committed against these like few hundred children does that outweigh the, sa- the, the savior of the human rights. yeah the whole of humanity like i guess if you just want to get down to numbers about it then like yeah it was a worthy sacrifice but obviously you can't treat human lives like that right they're not they're not just like numbers you so can... it's a, it there's a lot of interesting ground there to cover and i get that but it's like why i don't know why why just why change it that way like and a, a big thing i think is that there's between all the things we've seen and all the things that these showrunners have said of like, yeah, they literally came out like a couple weeks, last week, week this week, or whatever, and said some of the effect of like, yeah, when we first started, we were going to do a pretty faithful adaptation of the games. So then we said, you know what? Screw it. We got to tell our own story. We need our own freedom here. And it's like, why? Why do people get these? Who, who approaches a project like this with that mindset? Right. Mm hmm. Like, why would you be like, I want to adapt Halo, I need to change everything to fit it for what I want. It's like, bro, it's Halo. Just do Halo. Or write something else. Or Or write something else. Well, that's actually, that's my thing, is why did they need, why did they feel the need to do the Master Chief thing? And I think I said this last time when we talked about the first trailer, is that the Human Covenant War is like 20 plus years long, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could have told any number of stories with Master Chief, even within that timeline that didn't just deal with like the end of the war and, like, we find the Halo and we win the war or whatever, right? Or for for that matter, they could have dealt with an infinite number of, like, new different Spartan characters, right? They could have just done their own spin on it. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Like, nobody... I think the thing is, like, Halo fans we're interested in the prospect of a, like, high value, high production value Halo TV show, right? But they didn't... No one actually necessarily needed Master Chiefs because we have the story of Master Chief. It's like I always say, right? Like, the thing about Halo is that it's a large enough universe that you could have picked any other Spartans. Or you could have picked a group of ODSTs. Like, mm-hmm. You could have done the Fall of Reach. You could have done anything. Like That would have probably been better fodder for a TV show than just trying to like poorly adapt Master Chief. Yeah. It's just not necessary. I mm-hmm. don't know. They're, they're picking that uh, iconography that, are, that people will know on a general basis and just being like, well, that'll sell our thing. But in a way, they've, they've hamstrung theirso- themselves, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Because it's going to come out just kind of bad, and it's going to be, it has the potential to be that thing where it's like, well, this is just kind of like a subpart show in general. So any non Halo fans that tune in are going to be like, well, this just isn't very good to begin with, so I'm not that interested. And then hardcore Halo fans are going to be like, well, you've butchered my thing, so I don't really care. Whereas yeah. if you just, yeah, if you had done a little, if you'd done some side character, if you had actually truly done your own story, like they say they wanted to do. That, had its, that has potential. I don't know. Yeah. I saw that they're, uh, they've are they confirmed a season two already for the show. And uh, I was watching... We talked about a lot. The YouTuber Daniel Green, he was talking about it on his fantasy news videos he does. Where he's like, I used to think that when people said, oh, season two, that means it was... Uh, like, oh, they really believe in it. But now I see it as they're just doubling down. Like, okay, if we just keep throwing it at people, they're just going to keep watching it. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember when... Uh, we were talking about Wheel of Time before it came out. We were like, oh, they've already started season two. Season one. They renewed it all the way through season three yeah. before it even yeah. aired. So, like, this is going to be a banger. And we watched it we were like, oh, my God, they f- fucking butchered it. No, they- I, yeah, I totally see that. Like, there's a sunk cost fallacy going on. In yeah. Because they're like, well, we spent X amount on the first season. There is no there is no scenario where we're going to give up after. Regardless of how well or poorly it's received, we can't just stop. We got to at least double down a little bit. So, I, I can of see that. And the a, thing about Halo, that, that's the other thing. The the biggest thing, more than anything, is that they, they needed to give this show more money. This show has, like, a, a an incredibly, incredibly small budget for what it is. Mm. And that's that's no good. Okay. I, read thing, I mean, this is just, like, you hear say. But I read, I read a thing on, I think it was on Reddit. And it was, it was like, a, my friend works on the show. So, you know, take with a grain of salt. But he was like, yeah, they, they're cutting even more corners than you would think. Like, it's crazy. And I was like, wow, that's not that's what you want to hear. No, it's different to one here. They're actually doing, guys, they're actually doing worse than you think they are. And, like, even, even to some tiny things, like the fact that the human, the insurgents are using just AK 47s or that there's a 2001 Chevy Tahoe present in the one shot. Well, I mean, you got to the Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> Come on, now. Oh, did, oh, let's talk about this, Jack. This week, the showrunner came out and said the Chevy Tahoe is there on purpose, it's there for a reason. What do you think on that? What? they I, they directly addressed the Chevy Tahoe thing, and he said no, it's there for don't a don't address the Chevy Tahoe, you fucking moron yes, yeah, for... <laughs> what like you're just you're getting you've been baited, we got' them. like ladies and gentlemen, we got him. what purpose L- let me let me that quote two thousand one Chevy Tahoe like we talked about that thing is like five hundred years old it shouldn't be, be anywhere like solid anymore It, it should, should be, be rusted right through it's been out in the desert, oh yeah, it should be in a museum. We don't. Things don't last that long. No one's walking around in like a okay a saddle from 500 years you ready? ago. So the the showrunner for this show is his name is Stephen Kane, and with a during a uh, chat with Polygon, he claimed the tile was there for a reason, something like a car couldn't make it on set by accident. I'm sorry, but I just I I don't think that's how that works. No, not at all. I, I think at some point, you know what also also is going to be a factor that they didn't give them any fucking money. So and they just were like, oh, put a car there. I'm not like you know. We're, in front of that. we're not directly coming after like the set designer who the poor set designer to do that. It's it's really entirely a like a condemnation of the fact that they wouldn't spend more goddamn money on this show. That's all it comes down to. Oh, absolutely. So, I don't know, I don't know. so what's the trailer? I mean, we, did, we didn't. I haven't. Ta- we haven't talked a lot about the actual specifics of this trailer as much as just ranting about the generalities of this show. But well, that's kind of most of what we do here. So It's really trash about it. I mean, it. it re- I will say, I really do think this one's a little better. As a trailer, because more story-wise, yeah. And there's a little, we get a little better look at like some of the sci-fi things that you would want, right? Like it's more of the ships and that stuff. Looks like ends. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> when he's riding that warthog, doesn't look good. That's my trailer trash. Your trailer trash is him riding the warthog. It does not look good. That doesn't look good either. I think that looks okay. I that's from my, like a just GoPro. like the angle. I don't like the angle. It it just kind of looks like it's filmed it on a GoPro. Why that's, is he just running there? <laughs> I don't know. This not horrible. I will say, some of the other reviews have come out, and they're a little more popular than... They're a little more favorable than you might guess. Actually, this is my trailer trash right here. Actually, my trailer trash... At the end here, he jumps out of the Pelican. That's trailer... That's trailer trash, dude. Because that, like... The whole point is that he doesn't have... He doesn't jump out of shit on purpose. He's never done that. That's not a thing he does. There's the famous thing at the end of Halo 2, and then into the beginning of Halo 3, right? He leaps from the... um, High Charity, and then he... Or is it High Charity? Whatever. He, li- he literally... And he, l- like... Um, falls to Earth from like low orbit, and he survives, right? Which is badass and cool, whenever, right? Yeah, he's giving the covenant back there, but he he he's finishing the he's finishing the fight, sir. Yeah, but he doesn't do that like because it's cool. He does it out of absolute necessity. It does not make sense as an actual way to like insert into a mission is to just jump out of a pelican. And maybe it, as he's a, not even in low orbit. He's pretty high up. No, he's, but he but like he's not in low. Yeah, he's not in low orbit. He's just in orbit. He's no. He's like I think he's just in atmosphere. It's just a pelican. It's yeah. Not, Like, they're just high up in the air. Like, it's like he's like skydiving, but without. I mean, maybe he has, like, um, it is canon that they have, like, packs, like reentry packs that they can put on so that they can actually, like, slow their descent and survive. Um, so he could have that or, like, a just like a parachute or something, but it doesn't look like it. And that's silly. I feel like they're just doing the thing, like, yeah, Master Chief's badass and he would jump out of a pelican, right? It's like, well, no, not really. Like, he, uh, above all, he's efficient. Mm -hmm. Like, he's professional. He's not, like, he's not fucking Tom Cruise from. Mission, Impossible, Mission Impossible. where, like, half the, the draw of the movies is like, oh, let's just see him do something crazy. He might die. He might die so, in this stunt. That's my trailer cash. That's silly. Trailer trash? Your trailer trash, yeah. My trailer cash is, I did, like, seeing The Prophet. You saw profit Prophet, and that's cool, because I said that at the first trial. I was like, why are The profits? Like, are we going to see a lot of The Covenant? I think my trailer cash is a 2001 Chevy Tahoe. <laughs> I don't even know if it's in this one. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, That's why it's cash. Is there anything more to say about this? Then we got her. No, I mean, no. It starts next week, so I gotta, we'll have we'll be able to I just get Paramount Plus. Yeah, I got you. You gotta give it to me. It starts next week, so we don't really need to put uh, money for that because I'm sure I'll say the pretty much the same shit next week and every uh, week from uh, here on. I can't wait, <laughs> can't um, wait. I, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. I'll try to. I will try to like come over the one mine because we've been pretty harsh on it so far. Um, so we'll try to be a little more because, like I said, the reviews actually were a little more positive than I was expecting. And maybe it's just because it only went out to a couple publications and they've been a little more. Positive on it to keep the relationship up with yeah Paramount. I literally only read one article that was like it's actually pretty good. It does it does a good it does a real credit to the franchise, and I'm like, does it? I mean, again, it's like that whole. Th- this is the other thing we said before: It's like video games are not and ad- uh, a medium that really is begging for adaptation most of the time. Because here's the thing: like those games just look better than this. Like it, they just present a more complete, like you, you know, compelling story, like finished and like good looking version of like this this sort of large scale sci-fi warfare kind of thing right because it's it's, well it's not here's the thing it's not even that it's cheaper to do games right video game development nowadays is very very expensive but the thing is that they're willing to throw the money at it Hmm. and they're not at the show Yep. so you get a really polished good looking game and not as much for a show not at all and it does it seems like your money doesn't go as far maybe or something I, i don't know what it is it's like we've been complaining, like, a lot of these shows lately have been looking a little cheap. Uh, but, yeah. Well, again, we'll talk about it next week, so. Yeah, we'll get more to say about it. So, as I got to talk out of that, did the second movie we watched for this, I don't, uh, Turning Red by That's Pixar. That's right. It was a Pixar movie. Turning Red. I don't think it's up, I don't think it's up for any Oscars because it just came out. No. It would be next year. It would be next year's Oscars, and it'll probably win because it's Pixar. Yep. It, yeah. It's definitely going to be up for Best Animated a picture. Gotta yeah. Be. Uh. So, I like this one way better than the other movie. I we watched. did as well. It was a lot less vague and a lot more upbeat. Maybe that says something about a, us. Didn't Jack. have a closeted gay cowboy die of anthrax poisoning. It did not get too much into the didn't didn't hold a mirror up to toxic masculinity and things. And it held a mirror up to other things, though. Don't get me wrong. It had themes. Jack, goddammit, it, it had, Jack, I, I, it had I, themes. I, hey, I'm not. I'm. I won't doubt that it had themes. So this movie is about a young. Um, Chinese girl named uh, Ming. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know her name. Me, her, they call her Mimi as like a nickname. May <laughs> May. Fuck May May. Uh, and she is thirteen, and she's going through puberty. And her family has a curse where all the women, when they come of age, when they reach like thirteen, turn into giant red pandas whenever they feel intense emotion. Yeah, and. So that's just end. a big metaphor for puberty, yeah, and for hormones for being a hormone-racked teenager, It'd be a hormone-red panda monster, and having an overbearing mother. Yeah, they did. They did generational trauma again. They did. They, did, they didn't. They didn't encanto, frankly. Which, like, you said that people actually complain that that's like like an actual mark against it. Uh, the, the one, one review you the one review I watched yet, it, who's like encanto did it better. I don't think that's well. I mean, if you want to say they did it better, that's obviously. Uh, subjective kind of thing, so that's fair. But like, I will say it's not really fair to like because they had no way of knowing, right? Yeah. These they, obviously the development times involved meant that they were yeah they were doing this like simultaneously. yeah they were doing it simultaneously just about so no, no one copied anyone or anything. But like, yeah, they definitely hit on very similar themes, um, which is interesting. I mean, it's usually because of like how in truth how like different the settings actually are. Yeah, and and I think it's not kind of like a content because they handle like mad the magic gift a lot differently because mm-hmm. in Encanto Mirabel has no gift and everyone else does and they use that gift to like be exceptional and to like reach this height but in this movie they want to get rid of the gift and like restrict it so yeah, no one true. knows they have it so i think just saying it's oh encanto did it is kind of ignoring the movie and you pointed out that the different like encanto in- in that's kind of the own that's like the big main and kind of the only like theme going on right yeah it's all about like generational trauma in, in that and like how her, her family has these problems right whereas like this also this one gets into a little more it's got it's got some more things going on because of like the whole puberty side of it and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um her her like she's coming into her own and like the friendship stuff as well it's a little different there's, there's a little little there's some more layers I would say to her character than just that. whereas Maribel left pretty much the beginning and end of it. Yeah. For being totally honest, she wears glasses and has no powers. Yeah, why didn't she get powers in that movie? Why does she have no powers? I really don't know. Just give her abilities. Her power is the family or whatever, bringing them together. Like, cause yeah. she fixes the house at the end, I guess. Yeah, but but why? Her sister can. Her sister is super strong and can grow flowers. Yeah, like, I don't. I I really don't get it. And like I I yeah. Because people because like and people are like that's not the point. The point is that she didn't. And I like I get that. I do get that thematically. But in universe, I can't. I don't understand why the house didn't give her powers. Yeah, why, like in universe, I just can't. Why did the next kid that. get powers? I don't know, Jack. I don't know. Again, like I understand thematically why. I yeah. get that. Na- I, I get in the narrative. I, sense. I get the themes. Uh, there are themes. I see them. But me, I can't. But the lore, <laughs> the, the lore. Encanto lore, the sweet sweet Colombian lore. Why didn't? Why didn't the house give her powers? Uh, Again, uh, like, they say, like her power is is fixing the house. The, like that was her thing, but. Her, But, here's the thing, her... Why, did the, door, why did the door the go all dark and not give her her own room and make her think that she didn't have power? Well, how come she lives in the nursery? I don't know, because they they're cruel and horrible. <laughs> they didn't build her own room? Because the the house wouldn't give her its <laughs> the own The house room. has decreed. The house didn't give her a room? I don't know. But that's not the movie we watched. <laughs> uh, magic <laughs> Infinite Room. We did watch Encanto separately and then talk about... Well, that show. was later. That was earlier. Yeah. That was January. So, but yeah. I really liked this movie. I liked it. I, I was saying to you before. It did a couple... Of I think things that are, like, a little, little different and out of the ordinary for Disney movies. I think... Well, I'm Disney, Pixar, whatever. Same thing. Uh, the animation is definitely, like, unique. I mean, I guess most of their movies are unique, right? It's, it's very rather they, like, do what copy, isn't it? But... Yeah. I mean, I would say this is more unique than some... I think some of them blend together a little better. And I think this one is... Yeah. Had a cool thing going on. I think it had... a Between, like, just the general style of it, which is... Um, you said it's, like definitely I agree with is, is more of these like rounded kind of everything. Everything's like rounded and kind of bubble. Yeah. Floaty. But I also really liked like the different cutaways and stuff and like these moments where I don't, I don't even know what you call it. I was saying to you, it's like, it's almost, it's clearly inspired by like the Asian kind of thing, whether it's like anime or like crazy, like Chinese cartoon shows and shows and stuff. Just like these big, like bursts of action and color and like these cutaways where suddenly they're like in like a different, Dimension, little dimension where there's like lasers and everything shooting around, and they're they're magical because because their love for the boy band or whatever. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that I just think is fun. And the other thing is neat, and like I, I think this has been getting a lot of attention, but it it deals pretty pretty full on with some like teenage kind of themes and stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, it's not like I w- I've seen you before. I I was at first I was like as I was watching I was like wow they're doing they're doing like adult subject matter, and then I was like wait a minute it's not it's not strictly adult is mm. it? It's like teen, it's literally, it's like, it's what it is. Yeah, which it's just teenage, like, subject matter, which is cool. I yeah, because it's it's not quite adult, because when you do an adult subject matter, it's more, there's more of an understanding where everybody knows what's going on, and you don't mm-hmm. have to, like, you know, build basics. Where in this movie, she's going through it, and she doesn't know what's going on, and she's got to learn how to deal with it, so that's kind of more, yeah. more akin to teenage. But again, they're not like, it's not like violence or extreme, like, You're sexual right. content or anything. Yeah. But it's like the kind of low-level... I mean, it's the stuff that you'd like expect from a young teenager kind of thing, which is neat. Like it deal, obviously it deals with like the whole period situation and like I was support they used the word sexy at one point. And I was just I mean, that, again, I, I'm no Puritan or anything. <laughs> I wasn't taking it back, but I it just I was a little taken aback just in the sense that it was in a Pixar movie. I was like, wow, oh, they actually just said it. That's interesting. Yeah. There's like obviously the whole sorry. And, it, and like you said, it's definitely left a little more like it's a little more vague, I guess. Right. Like like they never directly say. The word period or anything, do they? No, They never, they never refer do. to menstruation or anything. It's all like innuendo. They they say like pads and stuff. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They reference like they reference very close to it. Like oh yeah, ten, like around the bush, but they never been like you're having a period, yeah, or going through a menstruational cycle. But you know, I guess it is still a no. Mood. And like, there's a lot of that. Like even even the whole situation where. She was doing her little like doodles of her and that boy, and her mom found Like that also kind of like I'm like that's a little it's a little edgy for a Disney thing. Yeah, well, but that was neat. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just cool. I don't know. It was unexpected, I guess. It's just, I was saying to you like it really is kind of the, to the level of like if you took if you really expected this to be a run of the mill Pixar movie and you actually brought like your you know six year olds to this, that might present some awkward conversations for you, right? <laughs> Car- <I know>. yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know. Go, I mean, good for them for going out there with it, I guess. Yeah, desigmatize it or... Yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. it's noth- Again, it's nothing like bad. Don't get me wrong. But it's just... it's It really is more than I would usually expect out of a Disney movie. So, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. Good, good on, on for them. it. Yeah, I agree. Another so one of the themes. <laughs> I want to get into the lore and the implications of this movie within okay. the universe. All right. So, in this universe, everybody's really on board with the fact that there's a girl who can turn into a giant red panda with a, a superhuman strength. And yeah. at one point, uh, attacks their son and is like, "That wasn't cool. Go home." Then call the police. <laughs> I think the implication there is that they didn't know she was a panda. They thought she literally just, just scratched scratched him. scratched him, and they all kind of kept hush hush because all the kids were like, "We want to see the panda." They were yeah, they were still willing to, even though they were like mad at her at the moment. They were like, "They're like, well, we got to keep the panda thing under wraps, guys." But she's like on the news. And no, that's true. She it, was literally on the her news. And was like, hey, I know what's up. I'm and coming. that never went anywhere. No one, no one, they didn't, they didn't create a special task force to seek out the giant. No, red there panda. was Panda Apocalypse. Yeah, Panda Apocalypse 2002. Yeah, they all knew about it. Also, the gods are real. Oh, that was the other thing I meant to mention that was just kind of out of the ordinary. It's like, it was set in 2002. I just thought that was weird and like interesting. I was like, yeah, wow. That's not the type of thing Disney did. I don't know. I feel like Disney's either like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone's going to like, I'm, I'm sure there's a million examples I'm not thinking of. But I feel like it's either like in the modern day, or, like, quite a bit in the past. Yeah. It's very... I feel like it's rare, rare to, just far to have future, this, like, wallet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Exactly. Exactly. Like, totally. But I, I feel like it's rare to just be like, hey, it's just explicitly the year 2002. Mm-hmm. It's never like... Because in contrast, it's not like, it's 1953 and on no, October. No, yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's the, the past. Big past time. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not now. Which I just thought that was neat. Because, I mean, this clearly is, like... I don't... I guess maybe I'll bump into some talking here, but... I feel like this is clearly a very specific uh, experience of the person, right? So it's Dom, yeah. Domi Shi. I'll say probably is the director and the writer. Let's see. Is she Canadian? I assume she's Canadian. I assume she's a Canadian because she's. It takes place in Toronto. Yeah, she moved to Canada at age two from China. So I feel like this is pretty. She's. She was born in eighty nine. So, she was 13 in 2002. So. <laughs> so, I think she just went like, I lived this life. I think that's cool, though. Was she also a red panda? May as well. Probably not. Well, I mean, that's what we said. Like, the whole... It's clearly a metaphor just yeah. for puberty in general, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun. I think it works. because yeah, she, like, is big and hairy and she's, she's like she gets very she Yeah, she's very mm-hmm. irritable and, like, you just feel emotions more strongly and you have mm-hmm. a hard time keeping her control and, like, you get mad, and you're like, I don't I don't want to actually be mad at my parents right now, but I... I'm, but I am. Dang, I'm, I'm a so, monster. So full of fury. Yeah. a little I'm all, angry the, all I'm children angry, are monsters. I'm angry at the world. <laughs> I'm angry at everyone. And now I'm sad and I'm crying. It's just... It's just you run the I'm game. I'm angry at myself, aren't I? Yeah. Because I don't want to be a giant panda. No. Uh, but also, the guys are real. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it's just, it is kind of a... When they really just embrace the whole, like, and now they're selling pictures with the panda or whatever, I was like, this is a weird way to take this because up until then, I like I said, I really was surprised. I was like, "Wow, they're doing like really kind of like dealing head on with some of these this like teenage subject matter in like a pretty like realistic way for a Disney Pixar thing." Yeah. And then yeah, it's just it's a bit of a hammer turn, like right back into just full on goofy territory. Which uh, don't get me wrong, like what do, what am I supposed to expect? They didn't yeah. need to again. It's not for us, is it? Nope. It's remember. exactly like no kid's gonna be like, oh, "It's a bit unrealistic, isn't it?" <laughs> that the little that the that <laughs> they're taking picture with the panda. They, they really re- get rid of the the metaphor here. And no one had, or no one to report her to the school administration. <laughs> I don't know. So like, don't I get... Report, I would report the Principal Os immediately. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I'm not actually bothered by but it is. It is a little that. That's definitely a little more standard, goofy, yeah, Disney stuff, which is fine. It's just one of those things where like it's a kids' movie, and then it's mm. when it's your daughter, like. Actually, if you look at the implications, the gods are real, yeah. and they can give you magic animal powers. It's like, yeah, I guess, man, but it wasn't written for a bunch of twenty-two-year-old fuckheads to make a podcast about. It was written for like kids yeah. to watch, kids okay, to get like metaphor and be like, man, I like it. it's alright to be different. Have right to be different. It's okay to change. I saw one post where it was like, "Don't kill the uh, part of you that is cringe. Just kill the part that cringed." Yeah, exactly. That yeah, I, I did see that as well before we watched it. Like that's that's the center. Theme of this movie. Mm. and Yeah. Turning red is don't kill the part of you that is cringy. Kill the part of you that cringes. Mm. The movie. The, the that's, movie. That is kind of what it is, isn't no, it? No, but sometimes you got to kill that part that's cringy. You should, maybe. Maybe. Like like people always say, it, the internet is always in flux between have your own interests and we need to bring back bullying. And everyone <laughs> always posts that, that, that graph of predator and prey populations. No. <laughs> <laughs> How When the prey gets too high, the predators jump, and then the prey goes down, the predators go down, and oh, yeah, goes up and down. You gotta love equilibrium. It's like a sine-cosine thing. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah, there it is. good the, stuff. As the deer go up, the wolves go up, but then they go back down, and, and ebb and they flow. Because the deer eat all the wolves, and... Nope. 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 The wolves eat all the deer, the deer and then there's no deer. The deer do not eat wolves, so well, a lot of the wolves die. But now if there's less wolves, the deer can come back. But the deer can eat all those little birds and bones, because they're known to do that. That's right. Nature's Same awful. Here. Good on them. Um... You so there, yeah. There's obviously someone like, and, and the fact that at the end she's just being the panda in like that pu- her publicly accessible like shrine, pan, like yeah, their temple, and people just come onto her and then they see this girl transform into a big panda and nobody talks about it. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe it, maybe because it's post nine eleven, they're like, well, we got to have some joy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You, you think. Okay. I didn't think of it in that context, Jack. No, not, that that Pandapocalypse 2002 came right on the heels <laughs> of 9 11. <laughs> not to bring down the mood of the room, wow. but. <laughs> really, at best, we're Man. barely a year out after 9 11. You're right. This is one of the first. Oh, no, no. It's. It's May of 2020, it's May of 2002, because oh, that concert in May. It's, it is fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. It's six months. Wow. It's like, not six months, it's eight months out from 9-11. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe he was distracted and with- The border. war in Afghanistan <laughs> is in full swing.
1: <laughs> maybe, oh,
0: no. Maybe uh, maybe his parents were like, oh yeah, don't go to that concert, and they're watching George Bush, like, no. America invades Afghanistan. Good. There's weapons of mass destruction there, I swear, <laughs> it's me and George Bush. No, that's not that one. Whatever, I don't care. No, Iraq had the weapons. Iraq, of- it was Iraq. Iraq didn't have the weapons. They didn't. They didn't. They said that. That he was promised. 2003, Jack. Don't get ahead of yourself. His source was they made the fuck up. <laughs> source? Said, trust me. Where's guys. your source, Mr. President? I made it the f- Dick Cheney one. I made it the fuck guys. Up. guys, trust me. Source, please trust me. I'm the president. Oh, man. You really brought, you really brought me back to reality here jack that's what we do on this show we talk yeah. about a fun goofy i panda wish there was just panda apocalypse 2002 instead of 911 <laughs> also why is the mouse panda so big and all the panda is so regular she's like i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> she, she it's like her panda was big her panda's fucking godzilla panda That's huge it's a big kaiju panda yeah, it's kaiju panda. i mean we funny. talked about this Red pandas in real life are tiny little well, little, little crum- they're not even really pandas. No, they're not. They're like raccoons. They're tiny little animals. They're not even They're like, adorable, yeah, though. Yeah, they're, they're nice-looking animals. Good on them. But like, Good on them. You gotta love them. If you wanted to be a strong, like, warrior, why would you... Why Wouldn't we, that be a tiger? Yeah, make me a tiger. That's what I was just gonna say. Be a big tiger. Be like, hey, can you, hey gods, can you make me a magic tiger to defend my people? Don't make you a panda, a little red panda monster. These pandas go like this. They raise their arms. to go around. Good on them,
1: though. I'm um, not you going to say
0: it's hard to really bring the mood down. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Talking about how 9-11 happened right before this Golly, film started. You're right, though. Maybe that's why people were like, oh, you know what? We're we take need some joy. In- this I is in- whimsical. I will say this, Jack. This is just generally... This just applies to them all. Uh, movies like this make me a little sad sometimes in the context of, like, it just works out so well. The same thing happened with Encanto. It's like, at the end, like, they just... Ta- they just, they just like, work it out. They apologize. And, like, yeah. It can't happen in the movie. And, real. like, the events... And, yeah, like, the events just actually, like change and it's just it's just like a thing of the, like you know what i'm gonna be better from here on out and i'll break the cycle and i'll break the cycle and you're like isn't that sweet but i'm like oh that doesn't happen in real life for people no it doesn't oh, people, most people don't get a magic panda to come and, and like really it. have an awakening for their family people and, don't get to like have a magic house and then no. like the a, a thing rips up when your grandma tells you about her horrible trauma and then you cry in a river and hug and then everyone gets their magic back it doesn't happen like no your usually your grandma just dies your grandma's you just her. mean until she dies and then you resent her forever no my grandma's delightful I like my grandma too I like my nana too grandma, my mm. nana I don't know Jack I'm, I'm almost suspicious the way you just phrase it what do you mean I don't know Jack I said I like my grandma too no nah, but you said that your grandma's mean she's just mean and then she's dead and you hate her that's what you said well no that's what you said I, that was the fight of me <laughs> No, good on him. Our discussion of a whimsical Pixar movie (laughs) has taken an awful turn. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I mean, but in a way, is that sad or is that happy, Jack? Should I I be joyful that these fictional characters at least found peace? Should I be distraught that I cannot find the same? (laughs) No, that's a real good one. Now, that's interesting. (laughs) Because on one hand, they're fake. They are fake. On on the other hand... They are very much fictional. On the other hand, what do we got left? That's right. (laughs) If we don't have that, what do we have? Goodness! If I don't have if I don't have funny Bruno with with his mouse telenovelas, I don't really got have no, not not much left for me. <laughs> I did a day. That's right. If I don't have Will of Time to be goofy and magical. Uh, what else? What else do I oh, have? Man, it's tough. It's tough out here. It's tough. tough out here. We we do have Turner Red, and it was it was good. It was good. And I would recommend it if you like Pixar movies. That's for sure. And like we said, there's some people who are like this is the, the people who this is tailor made for, like namely like young women and immigrants maybe. First generation he, people, yeah, like first, second generation eight immigrants, like immigrant parents and New Deal stuff like this. I'm sure it would hit real good, hey, right on. Instead of two white boys being, yeah, like, we were just like, oh, we like, like just the just panda. Fun. This is nice, right after 9-11, oh. too. <laughs> She's got a Tamagotchi. We didn't talk about the boy band stuff at all. That's for two thousand two, isn't it? Very two thousand two. I let, fun. I liked that one guy Tyler was there, and they're like, Tyler, you're here, and he's like, <laughs> Oh no, I'm not. He was just projecting the he whole really, time. And then he's their friend. I'm like, that's fun. That's good. Good on. He was a real prick all movie, though. He was a. Fuck that kid. <laughs> he's the worst. You should beat him up. I would I would beat him up. Double be down. a big red panda just pound the ever living crap Where'd that kid get $200? What kind of privileged life is he living? He lives in a nice house in Toronto. He's got a nice fancy house, and his parents give him $200, and they're like, no. You, you, you bit at my son. My son's a perfect little angel. And you want to be like, look at this kid. He's a little shit. You see him? He's drinking that bagged milk. <laughs> Why was there no bagged milk sack? There's no ultra chips. There was very little, very little like Canadian accents going on, wasn't there? No, yeah. What the hell? Because yeah. made by a good old US of A. I they should have been trying to go to a hockey game, if anything. Yeah, What's sh- the shit? They should have been like, oh, the fuck is... Um, are you kidding? Are you trying to think of the Toronto hockey team? No. You're oh. joking. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> I I almost said the blue days, but I blanked. I blanked. Oh, my God. That's the baseball team. Cut this out. Cut this out. Mm-mm. I'm going to let this roll, baby. No, my... Bro- I know what they are. Do you want me to tell... No, no! I'm, Don't I, Google it. It's right. the Maple Leaves, God, the Toronto Maple Leaves. Was that? the Leafs? I was thinking of the Montreal Canadiens. That's so what I was thinking of, and I was like, "That's not right." My brother's gonna watch this, and he likes football. He, uh, fucking hockey? He's gonna kill me. I like hockey too. You like hockey? You play I, hockey? I like hockey. I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> I, that's why. I, that's why I'm ashamed. They gotta. I, I, you gotta cut this out. <laughs> They're gonna find this when I run for president. <laughs> They're going to know. Canadians love their hockey and it's almost never brought up. I thought the kid, Tyler should have been wearing a hockey jersey. He should have. He had a basketball jersey. The the Raptors were a new a new franchise in 2002, Jack. I don't know if the kids would be into it. I mean, he had to be into something after 9/11. No. Nope. <laughs> 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 but no, he actually not I just said that but no. If anything, the little kids exactly who would jump right on the 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 Raptors bandwagon, isn't they're it? They're dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs. They named them after Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good on them. Good on. Good on, on. Toronto. What a, what a place. You you go down to Buffalo to see, see a Leafs game. They don't even have all dressed chips in that shithole eh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. I mean, in the city about Buffalo. I know they were. They Letterkenny went too far that time. They went too far, and I can't watch them because of it. <laughs> I won't support those goddamn sons of bitches. But yeah, like they sell said, they, all dressed chips here now. My dad can buy them. I know. I'm. They're, I'm. Worried. They're good. Was there anything else? Was there enough Canadian? There was Canadian flags. There was a good. She was good wearing a Canadian Toronto f- uh, Maple Leaf shirt when she turns into yeah, a panda. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of flags. So that's a lot of the Maple Leafs. They have loonies. That she references oh, loonies. Does she? Does she? She's going She's like. She says, "I'm gonna squeeze every last loonie out of these guys." Oh, okay. And her money is blue and foolish. Oh, they do have foolish. <laughs> they do have foolish plastic money. They it's do so have a little, their little monopoly money. It's like, oh, may I buy? May I buy a hotel on Pennsylvania? <laughs> Let's get out of jail, please. There's 200 loonies. Yeah, overall, I wish there was almost a little more Canadian. And yeah, this should be gone to the... Well, because I, did, I didn't know it was supposed to be sent in Canada until the beginning when she was like, according to the Toronto Metro Authority, I'm, I'm an adult. No, I don't think that's fine. But they don't, they don't do much with Toronto. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. She speaks French a little bit, but I think she could put her in Quebec. She does speak French a little bit. That is actually fun. Well, she's good at it. She's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah? You know what's great about dogs? Is they don't know that French people exist. <laughs> I saw. I saw. <laughs> Sorry to the French who listen. No, actually, you know what? No French person's ever listened to our show. I know the analytics. No French person from France. That is. Some people from Russia have. Not anymore. Oh, Not no. recently. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you actually know. Last month, around you know that time where all the you know there was two downloads from Russia. Maybe the last two ever. Was it our fault, Jack? Did we start this? um here's hoping. Have I ever, have, the, have the revolutionary ideals of our podcast caused political unrest in Russia? Have you been like, trailer trap, Putin is trailer trap. <laughs> they said in Russian, I don't know Russian. You gave for the leg, you go for the guy, girl. <laughs> that's got to be racist. No. They're white. That can't be racist against Russians. They're the same race as I am. I guess that's true. Cool. Unless, uh, I guess they're like Slavs or whatever. Is they're that a Slavs. different thing? I don't, I, I don't oh, think you're a Slav. Hey, depending on what part of Russia, they're technically Asians as well. Yeah, I know. They're Siberian. Oh. They're Asian. I know. That's I all made <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> I think we're really good off the rails talking about Turning Red. It's good. It's just fun. It's I had a lot good. more fun with it. I watched... You You did it backwards, but I watched Power of the Dog, and then I watched Turning Red, and I was like, ah, much better. I'm enjoying it. This is much more fun. I pleasant. watched Turning Red, and it was, and I enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through Power of the Dog. I watched... All the way through, kind of. But She's was... got a Tamagotchi, Jack. She does. And her mom's got a Tamagotchi, too. It's got a little pen inside. How? 2002. Also, magic is real. And that shaman is just like, I know, shaman magic. It's just real. It's just real. I agree. Why is it just real? It probably shouldn't be. How does it fit into the Pixar theory? How does it fit into the Pixar theory, Jack? There's probably already 10 articles about it. My goodness. Is this before or after? The Good Dinosaur. Out? Probably during. No, probably after. Or before. It's got to be before, right? How does how does the red panda magic fit into the Monsters Inc. teleportation magic? Fit into the cars turning into uh, humans becoming cars. What are the cars? The cars are sentient? Yeah, the cars are sentient. The cars are like Skynet or something? I don't know. That's the theory, right? Is that all the humans have died and the cars roll? <laughs> the car it's a cars world now. <laughs> it's that world now. I think that's literally the oh, and yeah. then but then they, they all die too, and then Wally. No no Wally is between cars. Oh, is it? No, yeah, because the humans all leave for Wally. Then they come back to the end of Wally, rebuild they the human society. Kill all the cars and, <laughs> and take <laughs> Earth back for the humans? Yeah, no, then they build cars and then they all die. Cars come back. That's or, the theory? Or, no, maybe you are right. That would be grim if that was a the theory is that the humans come back for Wally, but they fail. They fail. They just all die again, anyways. You would? They were always doomed. Wow. All right. Well, we can probably end about here. I'd say so. But thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, J A Z, and at our Gmail at Jazz at gmail.com. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon slash Audible, and anything anywhere else you get your podcasts. Our logo was done by my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at InkOcean.jpg on Instagram and at Redbubble. And our intro was done by my friend of the show, Artist Celery Salt. June, baby. marker calendars. The album's coming out then, I think. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.